When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. back for another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there this all of our shows and if you can please give us a five star review on apple Podcasts. plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football game source or anything that we do here, including the great folks at thelakerholics.com and, of course, the Hoop Beds Podcast Network, we wish everyone out there a truly blessed, safe, and happy new year. And if you can support us at any time at all in 2022, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers coming into the end of the year, and we want to wish everyone again a happy new year and a blessed one at that are heading into the not the best of directions going into 2022 but you know what there's still some things to look forward to you've got lebron that's just turned 37 looking as spry as ever and everybody else out there that's worrying about what the rest of the team is going to look like going forward and here today to share his thoughts on the team as he has for number one and a couple other episodes as well. In fact, almost every 100 episodes he stops by. He just missed our 400th episode, but he is back again. It is a great person indeed. It is Boomer Pearl. And Boomer, great to have you here. I'm just so thankful that we could go ahead and connect once again. You were our original guest, and it's so glad to always have you back on the Lakers Fast Break. I don't fully remember the details of the last two times I was on, but I'm going to go ahead and guess, and this is probably going to be one of the more lower moods with how the team is looking. Just like the last two years, obviously, Yeah, the expectations were, you know, if not championship, at least get to the championship are pretty darn close. And I think not even uh, halfway through the season, most fans are already starting to look to uh, next year. It's been, uh, you know, you can't obviously count them out just yet, but it's it hasn't looked good. They've had a lot of characteristics that are that of just a bad team, whether it's, you know, terrible turnovers late in games or just consistently getting outscored in fourth quarters of close games. Uh, obviously, this is one of the worst defensive teams in the league. It's 
It hasn't been uh, fun to watch. It's, you could say, painful to watch, but it's it's still early. So you got to hope that something can turn around, but I don't know what that would be. Your analysis has been spot on. The execution down the stretch of games has been not what you would expect. The defense as a whole was something we were questioning coming into the season. And of course, going into the new year, it's really something that still is a challenge for the team. And of course, how could we fill out LeBron as far as the rest of the roster is concerned? Because LeBron is having a sensational season. He's had more 30-point games than anyone in the league, even at 37. It's just how can we go ahead and support him? One of the supporting cast characters, Rajon Rondo, is being traded to Cleveland. Their Lakers are getting back Denzel Valentine, but looks like he will be waived because it's a matter of his contract is not fully guaranteed. So it looks like he'll be waived. But Rajon Rondo, we wish the best for him. Fortunately, his impact this season was not as much as the championship season. But your quick thoughts on Rajon Rondo. I have a feeling something will happen again, maybe as part of the coaching staff at some point in downtime, because I see him as a head coach sometime down the road in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big Rondo fan, was way before he came to the Lakers. To be honest, I'm happy to see him go to a team that will use him a bit more. You know, his with people going out with COVID or injuries, get a game or two with 20 minutes, and then he'd go back to the bench. So, you know, hopefully he gets more minutes now that Rubio is expected to be done for the season with the Cavaliers. Uh, I have heard uh, just more speculation and than anything else that obviously, as you said, Valentine will not be on this team, but they'll use that extra roster spot to either sign Stanley Johnson or Darren Collinson to a full-time deal. So it's, they won't be on one of these hard contracts. I, to be honest, I don't even know what those fully mean. It's a 10-day contract that doesn't count against your cap as far as the cap hit is concerned, or tax, let's put it that way. Let's, let's say because Golden State and the Lakers are both well into the tax. They sign anybody that meets the requirements because for every two players that are out due to COVID, they get to sign one 10-day hardship contract deal, but it does not count against your tax. That's basically this time. But then again, you only have that player for 10 days. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... But yeah, you know, like I said, I'm happy for Rondo. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously a move like this isn't going to, you know, quote unquote, move the needle at all. Uh, obviously, we're not technically getting anyone back. Uh, just maybe signing one of these guys that was only going to be here momentarily. But yeah, um, you know, the, the only thing you can really shine light on that is a positive, or you can look at it as a positive. Obviously, as you said, LeBron is just absolutely killing it. It took him, you know, uh, a little bit of time to get to where he's at now. But now that he's there, he's still looking like, you know, offensively at least, you could still make the case that he's arguably the best player in the league. But, you know, outside of that, just you hold out on to the hope that, you know, once this team gets fully healthy, obviously every single team is missing, it seems like, half the roster now because they're all going out with COVID. But even before all that started happening, uh, LeBron, I think, missed, I think it was 12 of the first 20 games of the season. Uh, I think Anthony Davis missed a few. Obviously, Kendrick Nunn hasn't played. I don't know when he's supposed to even come back. Uh, Trevor Reese has only played two games. So there was a you know a few other injuries that even before everyone else was missing players, we were missing as well. So you know that's the only thing you really, as far as this season goes, hold on, uh, hold hope on that 
you know, somehow when the whole roster is consistently together, if that even happens, because, you know, at this point, I feel like fans as a whole are just starting to get fed up with Anthony Davis and just constantly, if he's not, if he's in, he's always playing hurt. And so he's not a hundred percent and half the time he's not even playing. Obviously it's not his fault, but that his body can't hold up. But, you know, like his fans are getting more and more frustrated with that. But, uh, you know, that's the only thing you could really hope on as far as this season goes, because I don't see what moves they can really make um, that can, you know, make a major impact unless you somehow get somebody to have high enough hopes on THT and give us someone of significance that fits a bit better into this team that's, you know, a three, three and D player rather than a guy who, you know, seems like he needs the ball in his hand to be effective because he's obviously a terrible three-point shooter and he has his moments defensively, but you're not looking at him as a defensive stud. So, yeah, outside of that, there's really no one you can move uh, to make, you know, a big change on this roster. One thing I wanted to ask you in regards to LeBron James is recently he's playing a lot more at the five, including his first ever start in any type of organizational basketball. I mean, it goes back all even way to high school. He's never played the five, but he started at Houston at the five and ultimately did very well. The team scored 132 points, didn't play great defense. Uh, I mean, just actually was even worse than what we've seen so far. They gave up 125, but still were able to outscore Houston and win the game. Do you think that LeBron, who has actually had moments where he's played five at various spots in the season, should continue in that five more often? I think it'll ultimately come down to the matchup. Obviously, you know, going up against a team like Houston, I don't even know, you know, who, who was who was out, who was in, but all the guys they did have playing weren't necessarily the the biggest guys in the league. I think Christian Wood might have been their five, and yeah. you know, uh, he's traditionally a four. Um, but, you know, you're not going to play LeBron. I'm, I'm guessing you're not going to play him at the five when you're going up against a team like uh, the Nuggets or Philly, or, you know, those those true big men. But, uh, you know, as of right now, uh, obviously DeAndre Jordan just is a few years past his prime. He's, you know, doesn't do much to help you. Dwight Howard, you know, can't help you more than seems like a, a few minutes in a game. So uh, as of right now, they don't really have any other options. Uh, that can actually do something uh, and starting to slowly turn into a situation like Houston was a couple of years ago when they were playing PJ Tucker at the five and you're just, you know, banking on just outrunning everybody and just scoring more points than the other teams. But the problem is we don't have, you know, all those three point shooters that, you know, are automatic. Um, and when you don't have that small ball doesn't quite work as well. And, yeah. you know, like you said, uh, we gave up a ton of points. We also happened to play, Houston, who is one of the worst teams in the league. And so it could work a bit better against them. But, you know, when you start to play better teams, it might not work as well. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. 
One of the things I also want to ask you is the divisiveness amongst Laker fans in regards to Russell Westbrook. I mean, the amount of players that we gave up, the fact that he has so much that's counted against him against the salary tax as far as his 40 plus million that's eating up the roster and the fact that his play has, as I've called it, a roller coaster ride each and every game where you see the good and you see the not so good each and every game. And it's not even a, a, an argument because you see it each and every game where he makes the plays that, that make you say, wow, and the, that makes the plays that make you say, oh, no. So I want to hear your thoughts on Russell Westbrook. I mean, that's something that's right there so divisive to Lakers fans. But how do you think that it's going to continue to go through this season with Russell Westbrook being your point guard? It's tough because, you know, I happen to like Russell Westbrook a lot. I think he's one of the most athletic players to ever play in the NBA. I think he's one of the most talented players to ever play in the NBA. The problem is he's also one of the most inefficient players to ever play in the NBA. And he's not a star, even at his prime. You know, a lot of the top guys in the league, you can just plug into any team and they'll either fit in and make a positive contribution right away or there might be a slight learning curve but eventually they will be a positive unfortunately with Westbrook uh, he needs a team specifically built around him and this team just clearly is not a team suitable to work with Russell Westbrook that well and you know when we first got him I think there was a lot of Lakers fans that either hated the move either loved the move or like myself you know, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. It was like, okay, like, we'll see. And you were just banking on the fact that, you know, he could turn into a slightly better three-point shooter, kind of like that LeBron effect that seemed like in the past, you know, LeBron's going to get you open shots, so just naturally going to get better. But obviously that hasn't been the case for the most part. Obviously he's had games, particularly the last couple, where he has, you know, shot two of four, two of five from three, and that's what you would love to see from him. But – Again, I just don't think, given this roster, he is the best fit in the world. And unfortunately, because it hasn't looked great so far, the Lakers' record is below 500 with a very talented roster, and he's getting paid so much money. It's not like you could just go out and trade him. I did see a rumor, I don't know if it's true or not, but that they did recently offer the 76ers just a straight up trade Westbrook for Simmons and 76ers wouldn't even entertain it. They just immediately shut it down. So, you know, there's, if you're trading him, you're giving up stuff uh, to trade with him just so people take on his contract. You're not really getting much back. This year, it's going to be very hard to trade him next year. When finally his 40 plus million comes off the books, because again, he has one more year left on his contract, but next year his contract becomes extremely valuable because of the amount of money that can come off the books for a team. So then you might be able to see a lot more interest in him. But yes, it's been definitely a roller coaster ride for all the Lakers fans that are out there, just just watching him play and just the mistakes he makes to the great plays he makes. You know, you can see that in the span of a minute where you see him make a great play and then you see him make a, a bonehead play all in the same time. So it's very unfortunate for the Lakers. And like you said, he's just not a good fit right now with this roster. And we'll have to just ride, I think, for the rest of the season with with him in, in tow and just see where we go from here. Yeah. And one more point about that. Obviously, people will get mad at Westbrook. 
if what Rick Buecher is reporting and other people are reporting as well, LeBron does have to take some blame for this because what they're saying is DeRozan, who is now an MVP candidate, was pretty much just ready to sign on the dotted line to sign with the Lakers. And LeBron pretty much nixed that and said he would prefer Westbrook because he wanted another alpha male in the locker room. But he does deserve some criticism for that. But even if we didn't get DeRozan, just think about all the other, you know, kind of domino effect that happened where Alex Caruso was also having a great year for Alex Caruso. He was willing to actually take a pay cut to come to the Lakers, but they weren't willing to shell out the money because of the Westbrook deal. We could have traded for Buddy Heald, who isn't having the best year that he's having, but we would have given up less and still would have made us more flexible with the money and trade pieces. So there was you know, a bunch of different moves that didn't happen as a result of this Westbrook trade. And like I said, if uh, what people are reporting is true, and this was essentially LeBron's move, uh, as great as he is and as great as he continues to be, uh, this is something that he does there, deserve some criticism for. The last thing I want to ask you, my friend, is the hopes for the future for the Lakers. I mean, 2022 is upon us, and the Lakers are still in a position where they're going to struggle mightily for the rest of the season. Maybe they can get healthy, and they can provide a run, and maybe they can go ahead and make some noise in the playoffs. But your thoughts on 2022 that the Laker fans out there can look forward to, or is it going to be more of the same? It's tough to say because, I mean, it seems like nowadays – and, you know, it's smart to an extent that because they have these bigger contracts that what they're doing is now going out and signing a lot of these veterans on one-year deals or at least one-year guaranteed deals. So the roster next year is going to look drastically different than it does this year. Obviously, LeBron will be here. Obviously, Anthony Davis will be here. And at least beginning of the year, Russell Westbrook will probably be here. But you know, as far as the rest of the roster goes, there might be, you know, a very small handful of guys that are are still here next year that are here this year. So it's just a matter of getting the right pieces to fit because I think what Polinka decided to do once they had Westbrook was just go after these veterans that, you know, could shoot threes or maybe they couldn't shoot threes, but were, you know, kind of good at defense. But the problem was they all just didn't fit. And you know, as much criticism as the Lakers get for their three-point shooting, I think they're an average three-point shooting team, and the offense, I think, is still top ten. It's just the defense, and that is obviously a result of – and the actually, free-throw shooting, too, is one of the worst in the league. Obviously, turnovers, but that's what happens when you have Westbrook on the team, and LeBron exactly isn't, you know – Turn the ball. They're, they're two of the top 10 turnovers. In fact, Westbrook is number two. I think LeBron is also in the top 10, even yeah, with is. the time he spent out. Yep. So, you know, it's just a matter of getting the right pieces to fit. But when you're giving out a lot of these veteran minimum contracts, it's you don't have, you know, the best options to choose from. So you just got to hope that Polinka can, you know, pull off some magic like he did the first year he came. And, you know, even the second year, even though we were a first-round exit, that was a very talented team. The team's going to look very different. There's no doubt about that. Once again, it's Boomer Parole. If you want to go ahead and check out his past episodes, he is the number one of the Lakers Fast Break, the first episode that we've had, plus 200 and 300. So he usually comes around every 100 episodes, and I'm so thankful that he does. And I appreciate him coming back on every single time out. Boomer, before we head on out, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know what you're up to, how they can get in contact with you, all the great stuff that you're doing. How they can go ahead and get a hold of you, Mr. Boomer Perot. 
Yep. So the first time I came on was something different. The second time, though, I had a, a personal training business going, which I still do. It's called Healthy Movement Blueprint. It's an online personal training company. I help people, whether it's get out of pain, if they want to lose weight. It's a, very much a total health and wellness approach. So you can find me on pretty much all social medias, but I mainly post on Instagram and Facebook at Healthy Movement Blueprint. Again, that's Healthy Movement Blueprint, or just search my name and Google Boomer Peralta, and you'll find my stuff uh, up there. And I'm going to provide the links just like I did previously right there in the description for this podcast. So you can go ahead and reach out to him and get a, a better spirit about you, better health. And Boomer can guide you through that and go ahead and make sure you get on a better way with all the stuff that he's doing. But Boomer, I cannot thank you enough for providing your thoughts on the Lakers each and every time out. I'm honored to have you back on the show again. And any last thoughts before we head on out? Let's see what's in store over the next half season and moving forward. Well, I wish you a tremendous new year. Appreciate it, my friend. And thank you so much for stopping by. Wishing you and the Lakers fans out there a better 22 because 2021 was pretty rough for us. But, hey, 2020 wasn't so bad, so hopefully we can get – maybe it's an even numbers thing. Maybe 2020 was good. Maybe 2022 will be just as good. So maybe it's an even odd thing type deal. Oh, I'll cross my fingers, I guess. Yes, so as will I, my friend, as will I. But Boomer Peral, thank you so much for joining us. Looking forward to having you stop by in another 100 episodes or even sooner. The red carpet is always open for you. And hopefully everyone out there will have a tremendous new year. Safe, happy, and blessed one at that from all of us right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.